This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I am Chris Bentliff, and today I'm joined by Todd Sloan. And Todd, we're talking today about growth. And uh, one of the things that, that uh, you shared with me earlier was how different companies in different stages, uh, if I'm in uh, maybe a uh, an early stage, mid-stage, maybe a later stage, have different priorities. One of my questions for you to just start off is, how do I know which stage I'm in? Because in my experience, a lot of companies stay in one stage uh, behaving behaviorally much longer than they should. They, they've moved past whatever revenue-wise or employee-wise or whatever, but they're still they're stuck with some habits or behaviors that uh, aren't serving them in that new stage. So tell me what you think uh, with the guidance on how should I be calibrating the stages I'm in? Yeah. So, uh, you know, stage, you know, the mid early stage um, as I, maybe it's a little more obvious because, you know, you're either doing sort of a seed financing uh, you are pre-revenue you um, are just starting to kind of understand what the market opportunity is. You are very early in sort of your employee pool. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's just you and a couple of founders who have an idea. Um, and, you know, you've kind of tested, you know, kind of looked at what the market looks like, you know, but you really haven't, you know, hired a bunch of people yet. You haven't gone out to, for, to venture capitals, if you capitalists, which you will to raise money, uh, and you're kind of either bootstrapping the idea. So the early stage is, you know, pre-revenue, you know, pre bunch of employees, pre-funding really. So that's kind of the, maybe that's easier, um, you know, as you kind of go down the path, um, you know, uh, a lot of it kind of like, you know, stages are different these days in, in the sense of, you know, uh, are you now raising Series A, Series B, Series C? Uh, so the letters don't always describe the stage of the company. Um, you know, uh, things have changed over the decades in terms of, you know, when you start to raise, you know, Series A versus Series B. But typically it used to say Series B, you know, wouldn't come in until there was some revenue opportunity that started to generate. All right. Um, Series C might start to help you start to, you know, really hire more people, hire sales folks. Uh, Series D, Series E would be much later, you know, in the game. So the, the funding stages, you know, are a little blurred compared to what they might have been, you know, decades ago. Um, you know, but it all depends on, you know, where you are sort of in the product uh, adoption mode um, and the um, hiring sales capacity and starting to you know build out go-to-market functions. So that kind of blends blurs a little of the line between sort of B, C, and D. So uh, should I be as I'm thinking about scaling and, and funding for growth? Uh, should I be keeping an eye on who I want to be early on? Or am I in my in my in my early stage? Where I'm just kind of trying to figure out that product market fit and all the things that you described. Am I really trying to get to that? That my goal is just like let's let's get some funding, get this idea off the ground, validate it a little bit, do what we want to do. Or should I be thinking? But maybe in three to five years we want to be here, and then once I'm in mid market, should I be thinking? Well, maybe in three to five years we want to be here, or should I be just kind of really focusing my energies on making the most of and and creating the most success I can in the stage that I'm in? 
Well, I think for most companies, you obviously want to set goals, you know, put business plans in place, think about, you know, one-year goals, two-year, three-year goals, five-year goals, um, and kind of keep track, you know, through, you know, how you're progressing uh, into those stages. So, um, you know, it's important to understand, you know, what problem, you know, when you think about the early stages, you know, what problem am I, try am I trying to solve? Um, you know, what is the market opportunity? So what's the TAM, if you will? So the total addressable market that's out there. Um, and how do I kind of deliver upon those needs, you know, through each of these stages? Um, so I think that's important to stay focused um, and understand what your, you know, short-term, mid-term and, and long-term goals are and how you can start, you know, kind of build and achieve and sort of knock down some of those milestones as you progress through the process. So as I think about that, I'm thinking about um, the skill sets required. So in that early stage, we're really, tell me if you agree, we're really um, the energy, the network, the um, enthusiasm of the founders is really a driver uh, for success. But once we get success in that space, that doesn't necessarily change. But now we need uh, new expertise, new guidance on, well, now here's what's required, as you described, for some of that mid-market funding. Um, do I need to start thinking about adding people to my team, adding expertise to my team? Uh, do you find that companies are slow to do that? Is that um, a point of friction uh, where, where founders or leaders are trying to do too much themselves continually because they started off with that raw energy and, and that's kind of setting a precedent for them? How do I navigate through that a little bit? Yeah, that's a, you know, dead on, you know, their founders, Typically, are you know have certain skill sets and maybe not other skill sets. Um, you know, company I'm working with right now, it's a prime example. You know, the the founders are software engineers. You know, excellent you know CTO type individuals. Yeah. Um, you know, but early stage, you know, you know they're not funded well, so they're trying to do everything. Right, including trying to play, you know, finance and HR roles and recruiting roles and so forth, and things that that are definitely not their strengths. Um, so, at what point in time do they look at sort of adding to the team, you know, and really sort of sort of building it out? Whether you start adding, you know, uh, finance folks, whether you start adding HR folks, sales folks, um, because early stage they they kind of bootstrap themselves, and you know. They obviously don't want to sort of bring in too much financing early because that dilutes their ownership and uh, a lot more sort of, you know, cooks in the in the kitchen to try and tell them what to do. But they have to understand as they move through these stages that they can't do everything and they need to build a team up you know, build a management team and start to, you know, you know, handing off things that they're not experts in, you know, and staying focused on what they're really good at. So, you know, that's a prime, you know, situation. I'm not, not trying to play, make a plug for like pro CFO, but, you know, bringing in that part-time CFO to start helping them in a lot of areas that they're not, that's not their strength. So that's the journey, you know, as you kind of move from early stage to mid-stage and starting to bring on, you know, the management team that helps you kind of move, you know, and start to achieve more of those objectives and goals that you're, as you're progressing through the, the different stages of the company's life. I think this is a key point, and whether it's a CFO or there's other aspects of the business too that require some element of expertise. But um, each each of these stages, as you described, require some acumen that is necessary in that early stage. Like we said, the hustle can get you a, a long ways. 
but then it can't. And um, I'm wondering if you have some specific advice or guidance. How do I know, uh, way, A, when I should be bringing on somebody like a CFO? And two, what uh, criteria should I be expecting of that CFO? Um, because, you know, I think a lot of folks still, I don't know, misdefine, under underutilize, underestimate the value strategically of where the CFO should be positioned to help with some of the things that you're describing. And I want to make sure people understand um, the impact that can be had by having this sort of expert that can see things that you can't see. So my two questions, uh, how do I know and what should I be looking for? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com. Yeah, one of the things I think is um, is important is to have you know the right advice you know, um, around the table. So, um, to reach out, you know, to different types of advisors through the process. Um, and an example here is, you know, this company that I'm working with right now, you know, I've known the CTO for a founder for a long time, and we've always had conversations as he's sort of, you know, you know, a few years ago came up with this idea. Um, but I've also noticed that he has, advisors around the table that are in sales, uh, marketing. Um, so he's always done a good job or he and his co-founder have always done a good job of seeking advice without actually engaging anybody that quickly um, through his network. Um, you know, if you want to focus specifically on, you know, the CFO role, um, you know, there's a lot, you know, as he's been thinking about the journey from a couple of years ago of just kind of creating the opportunity. Um, and he's in the software space. So I think it's important that he was able to get advice. And that's a bit of my background is I've been in the software space and sort of the, uh, the uh, subscription model, if you will. And, you know, he's been, you know, pinging me over the last couple of years with questions, you know, of how to think about certain things. And I think that's helpful as he's kind of formed you know, created the product offering. Uh, so it can be any early stage to think about how you're developing what you're, you know, bringing to market. Um, so I think that's very relevant because it's not just, you know, hey, the CFO is just about, you know, the books and records of the company. It's, it's not. These, these, these folk individuals have a lot of experience, business experience, you know, and the paths and know some of the pitfalls you know, because we all make mistakes, you know, companies, you know, make mistakes and learn from them and grow, you know, so to have people that have been down that path, that journey through all the different stages of the company and be able to provide advice along the way is super helpful, you know, and, you know, maybe you kind of like obviously avoid certain mistakes that, you know, typical mistakes that are made early on, you know, and you can, as you, you know, construct the, comp the company and you're building these goals and objectives, you have some good advice 
you know, from some individuals that have been down this path before. I think that's an incredibly valuable perspective that is too often um, not part of the calculus, which is not just what can we get from adding this person or the skill set, but what do we avoid? What stupid thing will we not do that will cost us a ton of time and money and resources because we have the insight that this uh, that this expert can provide? And I hope our listeners are putting that in their back pockets. One of the things that um, that that makes me curious about is now if we focus just a little bit on on the late stage, they're they're looking maybe at mergers and acquisitions, they're looking at IPOs. The sophistication, the complexity, very different, not necessarily more, although maybe, but very different from what's happening when I'm just trying to get my my seed funding. Do I, um, that expert that I'm surrounding myself with, or that team of experts, should they be evolving, changing, growing? Can I, can I get that person, let's say it's a CFO, but it could be a sales leader or a marketing leader, that person who's on the table with me early on. Um, am I expected that they'll have the skill sets to help me through these other complex things, or do I need to be thinking about always managing my team differently? What's, what's some advice you have there? Yeah, no question. Uh, later stage, you know, different profile, different knowledge base, different understanding of, you know, sort of what you're trying to achieve, which, you know, and more often than not, it's about value creation for the company, um, and the recognition or, or the, the validation of that val- that that value creation, which can be through IPOs, through M&A, you know, exits of some capacity. So understanding what the investor world or the buying world in M&A is looking for, you know, to be able to, you know, provide the most value, you know, create, you know, opportunity for the company. So, you know, I hate to keep using a software example, but there are definitely KPIs that companies look for, investor, public investors will look for. Um, and to have somebody who's been through that journey, you know, in that mid to late stage journey to make sure that the company is focused, you know, on where the areas that they need to, you know, uh, improve upon, if you will, you know, as you kind of make that you know, journey towards that exit or that IPO. There's no question there's, you know, always a handful of key KPIs that investors, public investors or buyers will be looking for. So you can kind of refine the company's path as they go down there and say, hey, we need to focus here. You know, I don't want to use just path to profitability because that's a general statement. But, you know, there could be certain KPIs that are really important to public investors that you need to focus on. And maybe you start investing early, you know, in a certain department that's focused on, you know, retention up, you know, KPIs, things like that. So there's no question, you know, and I've seen that many times, you know, as people, you know, you know look to, you know, hire myself and say, have you had this experience before? Have you had that experience? And so that journey from early stage to later stage, you know, you may be, you will be adding more people to the management team that have that, those levels of expertise that will help you sort of achieve more value creation. And what I love about what you're sharing is that it really brings us all the way back to the beginning. If I have the right expert on my team or the right advice or counsel uh, in that early stage, who can ask me, so what's your end game? What's, what's your big idea? How do you get out of this? And they say, well, we, you know, in a, in a great big dreamy world, we file for an IPO in X years. That person can help me work backwards from that goal and all the time be thinking, 
if we make this move, if we make that move, that will that will help us get to this next phase. That will help us be more um, interesting in that phase. And do you find that that is uh, under exercised? That uh, leaders are are a little bit too often myopic in that space that they're in, rather than thinking big picture. Or um, is the big picture often found of, but they just need to surround themselves with the right skill sets to get there? Yeah, there's no question that you know. Um, they're not thinking that way as much very early on. You know, there's a thousand, I'm sorry. Could they be? Having it in the back of your head is helpful, but they're typically so focused on, you know, building a product early on and, you know, the very early stage that it's so far away that it's hard to kind of think about that. You know, you, you know the whole uh, trees in the forest com- <laughs> comment, you know, some folks might say, oh, that's just way out too far in front of me to, for me to even focus on that. And that may, may be fair, you know, and that's why you're not actually bringing a CFO on and, and you, know, see, you know, that's somebody that's been through an IPO or something like that at a, at a you know, early stage pre, you know, series A, you know, but having somebody, you know, as an advisor, I think is helpful because, you know, as you move through the process, they continue to remind you of saying things you want to focus on because ultimately, you know, that's what the journey is. It's about creating value, delivering the product and, and bringing forward to create the most value, you know, valuation opportunity, if you will, you know, later on. So, you know, yeah, there's, there's a thousand things early on that they're like, you know, I can't even think about that just yet. But as you go through the journey, you need to be thinking about that because otherwise, you know, the company would might be too much of a major shift, you know, um, to achieve that, you know, those opt, uh, you know, those goals, if you will. And part of the value of having a diverse team around you of experts is uh, you don't need to think about that right now, but I'm going to think about that right now and help us to kind of navigate into the right uh, space and direction. Uh, Todd Sloan, Pro CFO Partners. This has been fascinating, talking about profitability, talking about uh, uh, kind of the road to growth, funding. Uh, I would love to have you back and just dive into each of these segments. I think we could just talk a lot about the early stage and the mid stage and the late stage and some of the unique aspects there. And I hope you're up to coming back because I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Todd. Have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.